Therapy. I am your host, Cherie Hardy. So happy to, that you decided to tune in. It has been another beautiful day in the neighborhood. I'm going to do a couple of episodes so that during the week I can just press a button and publish. And my hope and my prayer is that each episode is empowering to you, inspirational, enlightening, educational, informative, all of those wonderful things. And you can reach out to me at badthoughttherapy at gmail.com if there is a particular topic you would like me to discuss or talk about. I'm not afraid to talk about anything. I try to talk about subjects with respect and love. I know that sometimes there are things that we don't want to hear. They're very painful. Um, It may not be what we want, but we need to hear the truth. It is only the truth that will set us free. And I try again, and I I hope I don't fall short, but I know that I will. Um, Sometimes I will say things, and I know they're uncomfortable, but I'm trying to do it in love. And this is why I decided to do this particular episode, From Mad to Glad. I'm calling it From Mad to Glad ways to deal with anger. Now, if you have been listening to me for a while, if you're one of the regular listeners, thank you, by the way. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Times a billion for even tuning in and listening. I appreciate it. I do appreciate the feedback. Um, I just updated. I hear from people who want me to add their organizations to my support group page, which I try to, I think I've added almost everybody when I check it out. It's legitimate. I'm all about the helping people business. That's what I stand for. That's what I strive for. I believe that we're all put on this earth to do that. So if you have an organization, you have a group that is striving to empower people, uplift people, help people in some way, reach out. But I would also like to hear from people just your response to things that I've shared because it will help me. It'll guide me. I do plan to do some episodes where I bring back my guests. I got to kind of get my rhythm going because I'm back in the classroom. So I'm back in the classroom. You guys are back. I'm supposed to be working. I I told myself I did my devotional yesterday and today. I'm going to work at home, get caught up on some things so that I can feel better. And you know what's interesting? I really love my job so much that I don't mind working at home. I don't want to ever do too much because I believe in the life personal life work balance you have to have a balance but I actually um, love what I'm doing and it does require me to bring some things home and I'm going to do that but I want to do a couple of episodes for the week that's my new thing pre-record release in the mornings before I leave the house God willing so I want to talk about from from mad to glad from mad to glad what to do with our anger and I got sidetracked but about maybe two months ago, I don't know how long ago it was, I did a whole series on anger. Every day, there are these news stories. A lot of times I pull, I get inspiration from what I see in the news. And so there were these stories of people just letting their anger get the best of them. 
so I did a series on that. And if you go to my support group page, there is an article by the American Psychological Association on anger. It's about ways to deal with anger, what anger is, how why humans have anger. Anger is a natural emotion that all humans have. And according to scientists, social scientists, and other people from the medical health or psychological field, we have anger for a reason. It's actually a response to, it's like a a mechanism for self-defense. The issue is, is not really the anger, it's the management. So that's what I'm talking about from mad to glad, from mad to glad. We all get angry. And by itself, anger is not a sin or it's not a crime. It's really about what we do with our anger. It is about what we do with it that is going to determine if we're going to go from mad to glad. Are we going to stay mad? Are we going to go from, you know, freedom to prison? (laughs) Okay, You, you don't want to get there. Are we going to go from stressed out to being uh, to having stress management because anger is an integral part of life it is inevitable inevitable that you will experience it you cannot evade anger you're going to have it so thinking about what has happened in memphis tennessee and other news stories um there are times when we naturally feel anger and you know, we get there, different people feel different things. I did see more of the video um, and it was very disturbing and I didn't finish it. I don't think I will go back and ever try to see it again. But at first I felt just a deep sense of anguish and sadness that people can be so inhumane and, and I'm not even going to try to get how you get there. I'm not even going to try to get there. I'm not even going to try to psychoanalyze that. But then there is a sense of anger. There are different degrees of it, you know, depending on the news story. And there are people and they're marching and they're protesting. And maybe that helps. Maybe that helps. People did it in the past. But I believe that when you are mad, you want to get glad you have to focus on solutions and you have to take actions to implement the solutions now walking or protesting crying shouting it is a release and sometimes we need that release depending on what we're dealing with you could be dealing with a situation on your job you could be dealing with a situation in your relationship in your personal life, with yourself, within yourself. We deal with so much as humans. And the key is working it out. I could do a whole podcast on that. I think I did something like work through it or we got to work it out. Because sometimes you don't initially feel the emotion, the best emotion you should feel. And I've been there and I'm, I'm there a lot, okay? So we have to work through it. And when it comes to being angry, We don't want to express our anger in a way that will only exacerbate the problem, that will make things worse, that will get us into a deeper pit or hole. We don't want to be there. And so what you have to do is you have to work from mad to glad. The way that you do that 
is whatever you are mad about and you cannot shake that anger or that madness, that might be God saying to you, this is something that I want you to be an agent of change for. I want you to be an advocate for something to stop this from happening or to make this situation better. To go from mad to glad is getting outside of your mental space because if it just stays locked into your mental space or your heart, you're damaging yourself. It's, it, you know, if you're angry and you don't let it out in the right way, then guess what? You are being consumed by the fire of anger. So to get it, to go from mad to glad, you have to focus, okay, this has happened, or I'm dealing with this situation, or what can I do to solve it? What solutions are there available? Now, I'm going to be honest, you know, my podcast, I don't believe you can be a good person without having some kind of spirituality. Mine, my spirituality just happens to be connected to the one who made the sun and the stars. Different people are, they practice a spirituality that is separate from God. I don't know how they do that, but some people do. I cannot. But when I'm looking for solutions, I'm just going to share my personal story because it's my podcast. I can do that. Um, I pray to God for answers. I say, God, help me with ideas. Help me to solve the problem that I'm facing. Help me to deal with this issue. So just recently as a teacher, I was teaching something. And, you know, I'm dealing with a 21st century learner. And we might be teaching something that I think is very powerful and important but the students may find it boring. I'm a natural nerd, and I'm so proud of that. I'm so I'm such a proud nerd. So for me, reading something, I just get delight from it. I get a natural high from it. But I recognize that young people, other people may not feel the same way. So I pray to God and say, God, okay, what can I do to teach this thing to my students? How can I get them engaged? I pray for answers. And I ask God for solutions. And I believe that I don't care what you're dealing with. That's what you got to do. You have to go to God and you have to ask him for solutions and he will give them to you. Now, some people believe, you know, you can just, you don't have to do that. They come up with solutions, but that's what I do. That's the first thing. Now, in the natural sense, in the spiritual sense, I believe they'll come because he gave me some, there's one class where the students are different in that class. So I said, okay, what can I do? And God gave me some great ideas. I'm going to work on that today. God willing, just work on some things because that class is special. I could use the materials from my other classes that I'm going to use for that class. But that class needs to do something different. So he gave me the solutions. Then you can always, I know it sounds so corny, Google it. You're looking for ways to solve the problem. Google it. That's how you go from mad to glad. You come up with ways to solve these issues because just letting your madness or your anger marinate in your mind or heart is not going to transform the problem. It's not going to make it better. It's not going to solve anything. You're not going to feel better. And so I was I was dealing with this with my students. Um, you know, they might be frustrated about something. And my, most of my students are like in the ninth grade. I have some that are in 11th grade. So they're a little bit more mature. 
But when you're 14 and you cannot see beyond, you know, two feet in front of you, you can't see life. You can't be thinking about unless somebody brings it to your attention. You can't see how all of this connect is connected to your future. That is where the trust of a responsible adult comes in. And my daughter and I, we've been in this conversation in order to help children, they have to trust you. Well, my thing is, how do you get them to trust you? Even if you're trustworthy, they may not, but that's the key. But going back to solutions, I try to tell my 14-year-olds, look, you can complain, you can talk about an issue with anybody, but it's not going to solve anything. And if we don't learn how to get through this, even as children and adults, we're not going to change the issues. So what do you do? How do you go from mad to glad? You start looking at possible solutions. Then you take actions and you cannot take you cannot go from zero to 60. I was reading some excerpts from Atomic Habits, the book by Atomic Habits. And I was like, wow, this is really just so simple but powerful. And basically, one of the things he was saying was that if you go beyond, if you try to do something that's too hard for you, you won't do it at all. You'll give up. So you have to do something that is within your reach to do and then you stretch out just a little bit more I'm just paraphrasing it I need to read that in more in depth but I was reading through the book powerful little book simple stuff it's written in very simple language it's not complex and I promote books that bless me and help me so I'm going to just say you know I might want to read that and so that explains why we often don't get things done because we're trying to go from zero to 60. And it's like the analogy that I use with my students, me trying to run a marathon, it's not going to happen because I am out of shape and I'm overweight and I can't go from, you know, struggling to walk up and down the stairs to trying to run a marathon. I have to gradually build my stamina. And the same is true when you're trying to go from mad to glad. You have to start taking little baby steps towards solutions to release your anger in a constructive way. Because going in again and doing something that is destructive and not constructive, that does not build, is not going to change the situation. It's going to make it worse. So after Tyree Nichols, there was, I, I don't know what happened, but I was listening to the radio. I was on my way home and they had, you know, the police department, Memphis police department had said that they were going to release the video. So there were some rumors that there were going to be people marching in Atlanta and the governor had sent some tanks downtown or whatever and this particular radio host who I really love and respect he was like warning young people whatever you do don't get destructive blah 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 and I'm thinking who would do that now I believe there are outside groups that come in during situations like this and they try to um, be destructive and take advantage of it but see now people are smart enough to say I saw something in New York where you had a guy um, tearing up a police patrol car. And I was shocked when, I, when the police officer was in the car. And they just let him do it. Everybody's filming him. And they let him do it. And then once he had cracked the, the windshield, they went on ahead and they arrested him. And so that person, now people will throw a rock and try to hide their hand. You can't do that anymore. That kind of anger, if that was really anger, I just think sometimes people want to, it's like being let out of a cage. They just want to come out and just be destructive. But some people really are hurt and upset and they're trying to figure out how to change things and being mad is not going to do it. 
getting glad is coming up with solutions and taking action. So number one, you Google the solutions or you talk to people. I think one of the best ways to come up with solutions is by synergy, by you and other people coming together and working together and coming up with solutions. And that is why as a teacher, I will ask people, what are they doing? I don't necessarily always follow what other people are doing, but I try to get ideas. And then I try to see, okay, how can I kind of make this my own based on my personality? But I learn so much when I talk to someone who is a practitioner in my field. So you get that synergy, you get people talking, you get people coming up with ideas. And then once that happens, you take those baby steps because sometimes you can't go from zero to 60 or you can't even go to zero to 20. So then you you start with one thing and then you present these solutions to someone. And here's the thing about solutions when you present them. The people that you're presenting them to, they're either going to accept them or they're not. You have to make peace either way. It's just like in a relationship and you're mad because your spouse is doing something that gets on your last nerve. You got a piece of a nerve for your, your spouse, right? But when you talk about all the bad things he or she is doing, you're just adding fuel to the fire. You're just putting madness on madness. Nothing is being solved. But if you go to your spouse or you go to your child or you go to your parent or you go to your sibling or you go to your coworker and you say, look, here's what I need you to do for me if you say you want to help me. But at, when you do that, because you're presenting the solutions, you have to be able to accept they might accept what you're saying or they might not you have to be at peace either way because if you stay mad and you don't get glad you are hurting yourself it's like you setting yourself on fire and you're consumed by that fire it is consuming and destroying you and you have to let it go so you present solutions and that's one way of going from mad to glad the other thing is And this is always easier said than actual done. You have to let go. There are times when you can't just hang on. You know, you you could be hanging on for dear life and you have to let go. I had to come to that realization with my business. I loved what I was doing. Even when I loved teaching, I have to say this. I love teaching too. And I love for reasons that weren't just about me not liking teaching. There were some things going on. I shared that I had lost my sister and she died, I feel like, with all her dreams in her. And I was like, I'm not going to die with my dreams in me. And I had wanted to open a bookstore for a long time and I did. And it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. We made so many good memories. But financially, we weren't where we needed to be. And I had to come to the tough decision was I going to hang on for dear life or was I going to let go and move on? And I, you know, there were times when I was mad. I was kind of mad about, you know, people not supporting or, you know, that kind of thing. And I got fixated on that for a while and I had to work myself out of that because I had to accept the fact that it got, you know, just embrace God's providence. That, you know, if you go back to the biblical story of Moses and Pharaoh, you learn something. You learn that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. And there's a life lesson in those biblical stories. And the life lesson is there are some things that happen that God has ordained to happen, and we may not like it and we may not understand it, 
but it's for a reason. And so I accepted that, you know, we didn't get the support for whatever the reason, and I let it go and I moved on. And that is the solution. And when I moved on and I, you know, it was mental because it, it, I still had a lot of grief and I still struggle with that grief. I'm still working through some things. But when I made peace and I shifted my focus, not from that is my now my past, and I shifted it to my present and my future, I was able to go from mad to glad and have peace. So now I am enjoying the present. I'm enjoying my life as a teacher. I am serving. I know God has me right where he has me. And I accept that. And that's how I go from mad to glad. And that's what you have to do. You have to let go sometimes. You have to say, I've given it all I could give it. And even if it's temporal, you know, some people are saying, well, you know, you might get it again. And I might. I have at one point I was just so in my grief, I was just a little despondent, but I can see the light now at the end of the tunnel. And I might go back and I might not. I might do things a little differently than I had before, but I went from mad to glad by letting go. So that's another strategy. You have to let go and you truly have to let God's providence work. And you have to, and for me, one way of going from mad to glad is seeing the benefits of your present situation. Rather than feeling like you have lost something, you have to see how you gained. So I shifted my focus and I started thinking, okay, there are a lot of benefits to me being a teacher now. And I started looking at all those different benefits. And, I, and I'm and i telling you, when I did, I had such a sense of peace. And I didn't resist, you know, being in this position again. And it's, it's a lesson in humility. It is a lesson in change. It's, there's so many layers of life lessons in this new experience. I'm meeting new people. I, I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful. I'm walking in gratitude. I told you that my sisters and I, we did um, a complaint fast. We, we all held each other accountable to complaining and being positive and being grateful. And it, the timing of everything was just perfect because I just stayed focused on what I needed to stay focused on. And so I just want to tell you that's how you go from mad to glad. So let's recap some of the things. The first thing is you have to shift your focus from the problem to the solution. If you just keep looking at the problem and some and the problem can be so magnified and big that you can't do anything about it anyway, you have to look at solutions in order to start to have peace. The other thing you have to do is you want to not only, you know, research solutions, but you want to talk to people. You'd be amazed when you have good people to talk to, how much better your life will be. There's some people the only thing they talk about is a problem. There are some people that talk about wonderful things that are happening and good things. And it just, it helps you so much because you want to be around people that talk about solutions and ideas and ways we can get better. And that's what you want to do. And, and the people that offer those solutions and work together, that synergy is powerful. You also want to start to see the benefits and the blessing in the now, the opportunity that the now has presented. When you're mad, you're just looking at everything wrong 
and you're not finding those blessings even in the imperfect situations in life. The circumstances that seem so painful in life. You gotta try to do this because if you don't, you will be mad and you will stay mad. And that madness is like a consuming fire. It is like you being consumed and you don't want to be there. So those are some solutions. And then here's the thing. You can't rest there. You have to take action. You have to take a baby step towards that action. In in Memphis's case, they now disband this unit that they call Scorpion. Scorpion was an acronym for something. I don't remember exact um, what it stood for, but Memphis had some issues with crime. They were trying to stop the crime, and so they created this this unit. And maybe it was effective, but as a result of it, there's always you know a good and bad side to everything. And the bad was that these men seem to have a highly aggressive um, personality or something that put them on a heightened sense of you know aggression and as a result of that they beat a man to death five of them did and so as a result of that um a man is dead and they're fired they're going to prison they're going to have to go to prison for what they did and it was an act of um, inhumanity and it was evil and so it's just mad mad no glad because that's what happens when you're mad and in this case a lot of times You'd be mad. You'd be amazed at how many people are mad because they can't control situations. There are people that are mad because they cannot control you, or they can't control. They can't control the situation. And this is the thing: you have to stop trying to be in control because we are not God, and we are only here for a short amount of time. And we were born with limited control. You know, I often say the body is so fragile that even a sheet of paper can cut the body, can cut your skin. So you need to know, thinking about that to me is a reminder of humility and who we really are. And our significance is really not what we think it is. And so to go from mad to glad is to stop trying to control. Let go. Do what you can do. Come up with solutions. Work towards those solutions and make an effort to act on them and that's what I'm getting ready to do God willing do a little work from home and um, I'm going to pre-record a couple of episodes but I hope this helped you you can go from mad to glad but you have to work on it you have to understand that being mad only hurts you it can't hurt other people but it mainly consumes you those five men are now going to spend time in prison they've lost their freedom their families are affected Um, their children, their spouses, their parents, anybody connected to them, when we're interconnected. So when one person does something, everybody who is connected to that person also either is blessed by what they do or they are cursed by what they do. And that is a fact. And we must never forget that. And then again, that madness caused a family to lose their son in such a heinous way you know and I and you don't get over grief is not an emotion that ends it never ends it may change it may sometimes the sting of grief may not feel as strong as other times but you don't get over your grief and I just my heart aches because people are affected the people who saw that video are affected um it is because of our madness 
And we have to learn, be aware of that so that we can start to move from madness to gladness. It is possible. And that is why I do bad thought therapy. Your thoughts can be transformed. They can be healed. You have to believe that. And you have the power. If no one has said this to you, let me be the first to say it. You have the power to choose what you think about. There's so many times, like in the last couple of weeks, because I'm making this transition to my new life, that I let myself think about some crazy stuff, some mad stuff. No, I said, no, I'm not thinking about this. I'm not thinking about this. I'm not thinking about this person. And I said, no, and I changed the channel. And uh, let me tell you something. I went from mad to glad. It's possible. You have to work on it. It's possible. So I hope this episode blessed you. Peace and abundant blessings. Don't forget to reach out to me at badthoughttherapy at gmail.com. I don't have a lot of uh, big following on social media, but Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, you can find me at badthoughttherapy or on Twitter, lose bad thoughts. Well, you have a beautiful evening. Take care. Goodbye.